Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wednesdays with Wib. My name is Kritika, and I'll be your host for this episode. To quickly introduce myself, I'm a senior at Rutgers Business School, and I'm majoring in supply chain management and business analytics and IT. I'm also the co-director of our podcast committee at Wib. I'm very excited to be talking to Karen Desai this week about her time at Rutgers and her recent transition to the workforce. So hi, Karen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. All right, let's get this episode started. So for those who don't know, Karen was the president of WIB at one point. So how did you get involved with our organization and eventually end up being president? Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. So it's it's an honor um, to be on the podcast. I think it's really cool to see, you know, how much the club has changed since I was president. Um, and I guess to your question, I became president um, because I actually started as treasurer and then I guess, you know, I worked my way up. Um, but I knew uh, one of my friends who was in the organization and after going to many meetings with her um, and just getting involved, it was pretty you know, a no-brainer to to get involved in the e-board. And, you know, obviously I became president at one point. So it was pretty exciting. Yeah, I love that. I love how you like started off just as a general member, got to know people and then treasurer to president, like going up that ladder of leadership is so great. Um, and then with that, so you mentioned how you went to a lot of events and things. So how did WIB contribute to your undergrad experience? Yeah, I mean, I always talk about WIB. WIB was such a great organization and I met some of my, you know, closest friends from WIB and I'm really grateful for that. I think it just, you know, helps you meet people who are trying to, you know, achieve similar goals to you. Um, and it, it just gives you a great space to come and talk about that. And, you know, WIB does events across all majors and all different topics. So it's not super focused on one thing and you just get a really, you know, great range of, you know, topics that you get to learn about and talk to other people about. And just in general, like it's a really supportive environment. Like I said, I've met some of my best friends through it. Um, and even, you know, to this day, I've graduated, but, you know, I have a sister who's currently in WIB and it's just been a really great network to, you know, always look back on. And as you mentioned, like you've been super involved, you know, so many events you've been part of, you have even hosted those events. So from all of those over your four years, what was your favorite web memory? I think definitely, um, you know, we, we at closer to the end of my senior year, we started putting in more like structure around our peer mentorship program. Um, and it was just so great because I personally like love to talk to, you know, freshmen, sophomores and try to help them and figure out what they want to do. And you know, how they can take advantage of different opportunities WIP gives them and just in general at Rutgers. So being able to do that for other people um, and just seeing, you know, women become best friends out of the program, I think that was super cool to be part of that. Um, and the event itself, you know, pre-COVID was, of course, super fun, like a lot of energy in the room. And we did, you know, speed dating and different fun activities where everyone got a chance to just talk to each other about, you know, academic advice. But in general life advice. Um, and even from, you know, that event, I remember so many people and I still, you know, talk to them today. So it was definitely very impactful for me. No, I have to definitely agree with that. Like I've met some of like my most favorite people ever at Rutgers, you know, right through WIB and being involved um, through the different activities and events that we host. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your WIB experience. And I know 
you know, you're way bigger than just WIB when it comes to your impact at Rutgers. Um, so before we go more into detail about your other involvement, I just want you to let the audience know about, you know, what major that you did or any minors that you did while you were at Rutgers. Yeah, so I was a finance major and I did do a leadership concentration. So guess kind of kind of typical, but um, I, I ended up really enjoying it. And, you know, coming into Rutgers, I kind of had no idea, you know, what I wanted to do. I didn't really know what a good major would be. I actually started off um, as a supply chain major and then, you know, over taking different classes and stuff that changed. But ironically, like I work in supply chain finance now, so you could say it's full circle. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, and I was also involved in another organization called Ascend Leaders. So I was um, the vice president of professional development there. And I also was a Rutgers Business School ambassador. So that was exciting. And I definitely met a lot of cool people through that one being you. Um, so <laughs> it was it was definitely a lot, you know, a lot of Rutgers Business School involvement. And, you know, if I could maybe change something, I think I would have maybe gotten involved outside of the business school a little bit. But for me, it was definitely just a lot, you know, a lot of learning. I didn't really know anybody else in the business school. So it was just a lot of first time, you know, getting my foot in the door, trying to see where I could you know, enjoy and succeed. So that's kind of how I went about it. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Um, so you mentioned how, you know, you've changed majors and you were definitely involved in a lot of things. And I know our majors at Rutgers at the business school specifically are credit heavy. So how did you learn to manage your time between these activities and, you know, maintaining good grades in your classes? Great question. Um, so I would say probably, you know, freshman, sophomore year, first of all, it's, you know, it's a lot, there's a lot going on. So it's hard to really do that, um, honestly. But I think closer to, you know, the end of my experience at Rutgers, you, you know, you just have to be able to prioritize, right? And that's with anything, whether it's work or, you know, in general, like college, you wanna be able to do social stuff and you wanna spend time with your family. So just being able to prioritize, right? Decide what's gonna be, you know, most important for you. Um, and it's hard to do that, I know, but I think, you know, at the, at the long term, once you start to see the positive impact of prior, prioritizing your time, um, it's easier to do going forward. So for me, like, you know, I would have like a Google calendar and just try to see everything I had going on um, and just try to make the most of my time and, you know, stretch the hours in the day as much as possible. Um, and I think, you know, I think it worked out, but there's always give and take. So just, you know, you have to keep that in mind. <laughs> no, right. That's great advice. And I'm sure with, you know, the time management skills you had, um, along with balancing the extracurricular and academics, um, you had internship experience as well. You were at RBS. So would you like to tell us more about those? Yeah. So I, you know, I'm definitely not the person that, you know, had the perfect grades and was able to get into like 50 different internship programs. So I definitely, you know, had to really try to get into anything, honestly. And, and like I mentioned before, I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I came to Rutgers. So my mindset was just, you know, apply to everything, get something, get the experience. And that's kind of what I did freshman year. I had a unpaid internship. So, I mean, obviously if you can get something paid, great, but um, you know, I just was doing it for the experience. And I think it was, you know, it was just that it was a good experience to just work in a corporate environment. Um, sophomore year, I worked at a transportation, you know, logistics type company. So kind of touching, you know, supply chain, but more sales focused. And that's where I learned a lot of like Excel and things that you don't really learn in school as a sophomore, right? 
Um, and then after that, I worked at Citibank in their Treasury and Trade Solutions Division, um, where I was actually a marketing intern. So I wasn't expecting that at all, right? I was a finance major, but I really got to see the organization from a high level. And, you know, that really helped me decide where I wanted to be within the organization, now coming back as a full-time analyst. So, you know, I think I, what I tell people a lot is like, you know, your internships don't have to be exactly what you want to do, or you may not even know exactly what you want to do, but you, you should just take the opportunities when you get them and just make the most of it um, because, you, because you never know the outcome, you know? So I think definitely for me, it's been a huge, you know, range of experiences, but it's brought me to where I am today and I have no complaints. So that's what I would, you know, say for anybody who's, you know, maybe, oh, I'm not getting internships or I don't want to take this because I don't like it. I think just, you know, go with what you got and try your best. That's such a great advice because yeah, that happens to us a lot, you know, especially into like our earlier years, like freshman or sophomore year when like recruiters are not necessarily looking for such, um, you know, early on students and, you know, you kind of get something where you are not sure if this is the right fit or right now we often let it go thinking like, you know, we have a mindset, this is what we want to do. And if something doesn't fall in it, we often just look over it. But I think that's great to get whatever experience that you can early on. Definitely. hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So you've done a lot. You've done internships. You've got your full-time position from an internship. I'm um, during college. You, you know, you figured out your major, even though that's not what you started out with. You clearly seem so happy with the decision you made and, you know, extracurriculars definitely impacted your college experience. So to end this topic, I just want to know you have done so much, but if there's anything that you wish you had done that you actually didn't get to do, at your time at Rutgers? Yes, so I think that's a hard question, right? Because in the moment you're, you know, living life and you're like, this is great. But, you know, in time, like for me, it was my senior year when COVID happened and it was just like, oh my God, like I have so much love to do. I remember I went to one last event um, and it was a Rupa event and it was great. And like, I'm so glad I went to that because it was the last time I got to be around people and, you know, school and it was, it was awesome. But I mean, I think that really made it very clear. Like, you know, you, you should take advantage of all those like small events and you may not want to go, but I think my <laughs> advice would be just go because you never know what's going to happen. And I wish I did more of that. Honestly, you know, the smaller events that you're like, oh, I'm too lazy. Like, I don't want to go out today. But, you know, take advantage of everything that college has to offer, um, especially at a big university like Rutgers. There, there's literally, literally everything under the sun, you know, if you want no, to exactly. come show, like there's clubs offering that. Um, <laughs> if you want to, you know, do arts and crafts, like there's literally everything. So if you want to, I would say do it um, and just, you know, take advantage of that. And I think after COVID, everyone's definitely going to do that. So that's great. Yeah, I feel like I, I would have never been able to like agree with you as much because I'm like, yeah, like a little event there or like here, like it's fine, you know, but now not going back to school, missing my whole senior year of, you know, in-person classes. It's like you miss these little things and like you don't realize how important they were for your social life till like you don't have them. Exactly. So I think 100% if I could go back, you know, I'd probably go to more events. I mean, I did go to a lot, but I'd go to more. Um, and just in general, like, you know, college is college. There's really nothing else that can compare, can compare. So, you know, there's being that there's just so much to do. 
Um, you know, and, and one other thing, I think I touched on it before, but maybe like if I could have done things that were outside of the business school, that would have been great. Um, I kind of got stuck in, you know, this one path of doing everything business related, but if I could, you know, have joined like a dance team or, you know, another organization, I think that would have been even better for me, you know, in the long run. So just, you know, another thought. <laughs> right. I mean, it's never too late. You know, you couldn't do these things at Rutgers, but you could still, you know, join organizations outside that. So definitely true. Yeah. You know, it's never late to do not everything. Um, so now we're going to switch our topics and we're going to speak more about your life after graduation and your transition into the workplace during the pandemic. So first, what was your plan originally for after after graduation and how did that change in any way due to the pandemic? Yeah, so again, like I think, right, COVID was new and no one really knows, right? Even now, we don't know what the future holds. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, my plans after graduation, I was very lucky to be able to, you know, have a, you know, secure, solid offer at City. And, you know, I was intending to, of course, go into the office and that obviously changed. Um, And then I really was intending to move to New York. So that was definitely a big change that I had to kind of, you know, navigate, like, what am I going to do now, you know? But I mean, what I did do was kind of just spend time at home, you know, spend time with my family, you know, explore around New Jersey and go on road trips and that kind of thing. And again, like make the most of your time that you have. And I think, you know, there's always going to be time in the future to move to New York. And, you know, I, I still might now it's kind of coming back. But that that's really it. I mean, my plans didn't change super, you know, crazy, but just a little bit, I think, in, you know, time frame, just as anybody else would have. But I'm, I'm definitely very lucky that I had an offer secure. And I knew that, you know, I'd be starting in I started in August 2020. So right. no, that's amazing. Because you know, with all the uncertainty, a lot of companies didn't know what they were doing. So I think more than anything, it's just being grateful to, you know, have that full time position. Um, so with that, like, how was it generally trans like transitioning from college to a full time job during the pandemic? You know, we've always heard these stories about, you know, without the pandemic, just the normal from college to job, the difficulty in this and that. And obviously having COVID-19 has impacted us so much and made things harder. So I just want to know that transition. And then how did your company specifically deal with the onboarding? Because I know this was new for them too. Yeah. So, I mean, City is a huge company, right? So right off the bat, I mean, it's, it's like kind of like an all or none type of structure. So it's hard, you know, for them to tell us. And, and even now, you know, for incoming analysts, like what, what's going to happen? When do you come in? Do you have to move, et cetera? So that was a big, you know, question mark. We're always waiting on communication on what's going on because it's such a big company. Um, but for me in August, it was confirmed, right? hundred percent virtual. We did training virtually, which was kind of a bummer because um, trainings, you know, usually super fun. Like you're kind of like still in that school phase where you're learning. And then after that, you can you know, go out and mingle and have like, you know, networking sessions with other people. So it's kind of sad that I couldn't really do that. Um, But then, you know, just in general, I mean, it was kind of similar to school, right? Everyone's learning how to transition to Zoom and transition to virtual and emails, this and that. So same way. I mean, 100%, I think it would have been way better if I was in person learning how to do a new job than kind of learning everything over share screen and, you know, Zoom calls, phone calls. So, I mean, that that's kind of, I'm sure the same across the board, but 
I think you just get used to it after a certain point. And I'm sure it's actually going to be quite a steep, you know, not learning curve, but it'll, it'll be so different to be in the office and, you know, think about it. I haven't seen my team. I've been working with them for like six or seven months now. And it's like, I haven't really even seen them in person. (laughs) So it's, it's going to definitely be weird um, going back to normal office life because technically I haven't even experienced normal office life, you know? So again, like super lucky. I've at least interned with city and I, I know that, you know, know the company, know the building, know some people have some familiar, familiar faces, but I think going back is going to be a whole different, you know, it's, it's going to look completely different. It's going to be different for everyone, but it's a little bit more weird being that I haven't seen anyone in, in real life. So TBD on that. But. <laughs> no, definitely understand that. Like it's, it's going to feel like you're starting your job all over again. Like these six, seven months will feel so different from you actually going into the office and meeting people. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be crazy, you know, like, I'm so used to sharing screen and like, there's, there's comfort behind presenting like on your laptop by yourself in your room versus like two people in a conference room, right? The nerves are different. So mm-hmm. that kind of is stressful. But I'm, you know, doing the most that I can now. And, um, you know, city kind of has given us some communication, like, you know, maybe we'll go back around the summer. So hopefully that actually happens. And, we get to go in a couple of times a week just to get, you know, more into a normal schedule. Um, and I think another huge thing that's impacted definitely everybody across, you know, anyone who's incoming analyst or even people in general who are now working from home, um, you know, it's the difference. It's there, there's kind of no line between home and work, you know, it's kind of just all or none. So that, that kind of is unfortunate because, you know, you, you don't really know what it's going to be like in the future because now it's like, you can just always work from home, right? So it's like, after I go home is the expectation that I have to still work because I can, um, which wasn't really there before. So that'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how that, you know, affects your life <laughs> after COVID and when we start going to the office more. Yeah, no, for sure. Like the work dynamic has definitely changed. Um, and we've all heard of these challenges that you mentioned, right? Whether it being getting hard to know your colleagues, especially for you, because you haven't even seen them in person or, you know, not being able to separate work from home. So, you know, we've heard these a lot and everyone, you know, is going through them. Um, so I just want to know on a more brighter side, um, did you experience any surprisingly I would say like good upsides to, you know, working from home and not being able to go into the office? Um, Yeah, no, definitely there are positives. And I always like to, you know, look at things in a brighter light. So, I mean, for me, it's been right working from home. You're able to basically work from home anywhere. So that's a huge plus. And I'm like definitely taking advantage of it. And, you know, obviously taking precautions and traveling with COVID, you should do that. But if you can and, you know, you're willing to take the risk, You know, I was able to work a couple of days from Florida and, you know, I have a couple of trips coming up where, you know, I have that flexibility to work from somewhere else, but still get to almost enjoy like a vacation. Right. So I think it's, you know, really important to try to take advantage of that while we can, you know, hopefully nothing like this happens in the near future. Um, So it's kind of like a once in a lifetime and you have to just, you know, look at the bright side and see what positives you can take from it. So you know, that's a huge one, being able to travel and work. Um, And and just in general, I think everyone can relate, whether you're in school or working, you know, being able to have better relationships with certain people that you probably wouldn't have had if you were working and busy all the time, you know. So, you know, I think 
I think there are definitely many positives to working from home and COVID, but, you know, of course, um, hopefully this is over soon and we can be back to normal life. Yeah, I feel you. Like, I've gotten so much closer to my parents, you know, since Rutgers decided that we're not going to have classes in person anymore. But, like, now that I'm going to be starting my full-time job, I really just want to get out of my house and, you know, get into that, I would say, that vibe of actually working full-time and not just sitting, you know, in my desk that's, like, located literally right next to my bed. Like, that needs to end now. (laughs) Exactly. I agree. And, I mean, just in general, like, you know, industry-wise, like, in banking, I think it's going to be a huge culture shift. Um, you know, working from home, it definitely impacted a lot. And I'm sure it will going forward, just that, you know, so many companies even now are saying, like, we're never going to go back to five days a week in the office, you know, so there's people who will take advantage of that. And, you know, I, I'm sure I would too, if I if I had the opportunity to work from home, you know, I can be more flexible to travel, which, you know, I love traveling. So that would be a huge plus. Um, But it's just going to be more of an option, as opposed to, you know, up till now, it's been a no-brainer like you have to be in the office five days a week like 50 hours 40 hours whatever it is um it's you have to do it you know but now that we've tested the you know work from home environment on a mass level um I think you know it's, it's just something that's not going to go away yeah definitely and especially like these past like year right like we've been stuck at home due to like COVID-19 but as time goes on and like you know more of us are vaccinated and where you can better control the situation, definitely. Like you can be in Italy, you know, sitting in your hotel room and, you know, showing up for your meeting at City, located in New York, exactly. right? Like that's definitely more of a possibility. Karen's <laughs> like, I'm already imagining it, girl. You know it. <laughs> exactly. You know, you have to make the most of it. So, um, you know, I love New York and I definitely want to move there. So that's definitely on my, you know, on my list to make that happen. But, you know, just even New York, right? Like, the culture now is just, it's going to be extremely different. So cities are changing. People are moving to new cities because their companies are moving to new cities, work from home. It's, it's a huge shift um, across not only banking, but like every industry, right? So it'll be very interesting to see what the next few years look like. It will be. And now that we're on this topic, like, I just want to know some advice that you would have. So, you know, a lot of students are graduating, you know, May is right around the corner and they're going to have their full-time jobs. So I just want to know, like some of these students find that after graduating college and, you know, having been a student for all their life up to this point, transitioning into life outside of college and school is very different um, and often can be very stressful. So like, what was your experience like and how did it affect you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it was a different time, a couple of, or I guess a year ago now, mm-hmm. um, than it is now. But like, I commend all of you, all of you seniors who are working through, you know, home life, I guess. <laughs> You've been home for literally a year. So a little bit worse, honestly, than my experience. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's going to be similar, right? And I think companies have learned a lot from the first round of analysts who have come in during COVID. So hopefully things will be a lot better for you guys. But it's going to be probably, again, difficult to learn things from Zoom and learn things through screen share and phone calls. But, you know, hopefully there's better ways that you guys can connect with your other, you know, incoming analysts and just in general, your team, you know. So I think that's a huge thing is you're you're missing out. And, and so am I in a way, right, missing out on making those relationships and networking and getting in that FaceTime with like higher up people at your company. But 
I think, you know, you just have to make the most fit again, as with anything COVID related, um, and just, you know, try to do your best to, you know, also, you know, keep time for yourself. Like, don't, don't go crazy with the work. Um, try to set that standard early on. Um, you know, it's hard when you're new, you want to do everything and, you know, be the best analyst you can be, but definitely set some boundaries because you don't want to kind of get stuck in a constant cycle of work, 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 and then there's no time for yourself. So set that boundary early on. Um, and just, you know, think of those things and think of how you want to prioritize your time because you're probably going to be home, right? Majority of the time. So, right. No, that's definitely great. And I'll 110% keep that in my mind as I graduate and get ready to start my full-time job. Um, and so like you mentioned, like everything that's happened in the past year and things like that. And like, honestly, that was amazing advice. And I know you want to go, you know, live into New York. That's something you've been wanting to do for a long time. And now that it's becoming more possible, you're definitely looking more into that. So aside from that, do you have any other future plans that, you know, you maybe put aside for a while or you knew you want to do in the future, such as like going back to school or trying out another field? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. I think um, it's and it's something that I think everyone should consider. And I guess one other piece of advice I'd say is, you know, yes, it's extremely exciting to get a job and have that security. And, you know, you know, you don't have to worry about recruiting for a while, but I think everyone should kind of keep it in their mind. Like what what's next for me? What do I like? that's not this. Um, because I, I think a lot of the time, like you don't really know what you like until you do it. Right. So right now the role I'm in, I think it's great. Um, and I'm learning, you know, positives and negatives of it. And I'm taking that with me in terms of what I want to do next. Like, where do I see myself in five years? So I think always think of that and keep that in mind. Um, and then for myself to answer that question, I think definitely, you know, school or some sort of higher degrees in the, in the future for me, um, I don't necessarily have, you know, which school and what exactly I want to do, but I think, you know, it's becoming very popular and almost necessary to do something, you know, masters or higher higher education. So, so hopefully in the future, but more short ter- short term, I think definitely talking to people and networking, you know, even though I'm a full-time analyst now, that doesn't mean, you know, that learning stops, like you're still relatively new, right, to the workforce. So you should always, you know, network and see what other opportunities exist. Um, and just see like, you know, what what you find yourself enjoying and what you can, you know, see yourself doing in the future. So I think always keep that in mind. Don't get complacent. Um, because, you know, we're young and there's always going to be enough a next job or a next role and different things that you might realize that you like that you never considered before. Right, the learning never stops. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, This was great all about your work experience. And to sum up this topic, I just wanna ask you one last question. I know you gave a lot of advice, um, you know, even when it came to your personal life and what you learned from it. But I just wanna know like that one piece of advice you would give to a graduating senior about like just working like something like you didn't know about something, you you know, you would tell anyone that you're mentoring, just that one really important thing that they should keep in mind as they, I would say, like, you know, turn over the page and start a new chapter in their life. Yeah. So I think, you know, I gave a lot of advice. So I guess the one other point I would, you know, <laughs> want people to know is I think don't be too hard on yourself. I think it's like a really difficult time right now. And there's just when you're working by yourself in your room and like, you know, there's, there's so many expectations that people are setting for you, but, you know, keep in mind, like 
this is new for everyone. You know, work from home is new for everyone. The way someone teaches you how to do something is going to be extremely different from the way it would be in person. So everyone's doing this for the first time, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. You are going to probably mess up. You are probably going to make a dumb mistake. I know I have multiple times, but just, you know, remind yourself like you're new and, you know, it takes a while to like pick things up. So don't stress too much. And in general, it's a, it's a difficult time for everyone. So, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. Don't stress out too much. Try to enjoy, you know, you're still young and try to make the most of everything that's going on and, you know, do what you can. Um, don't put too much pressure on yourself to be, you know, perfect and things will work out. You'll be, you'll be fine. Yes, I think that was great. And, you know, I tend to do that myself where I'm just like, everything needs to be right, you know, the first time I do it. And obviously that's not always going to happen if I'm starting a new job, a new position, right? Um, so that's definitely something I'm going to remember as I go into my job. Um, so you graduated a year ago in the middle of a pandemic and you have a successful full-time position right now. That is definitely something that you should be so proud of, Karen. So as you know, we've been reflecting back and, and as we continue to do so, I just have a few more questions for you in regards to some more advice that you could offer. So I know in college, many students compare themselves to others in regards to academics and even their career progression, right? Like the number of internships that you have over these four years. And this often makes them feel as if they're behind or they're not thriving. I've definitely felt that way at some point and I'm sure you have too. So what would you say to people who compare themselves and then make themselves feel so bad? Well, I would say don't, don't compare yourself to anybody else, right? I mean, it is extremely competitive now and you know, I have felt it and I think every year it gets worse, like honestly, right? So, you know, there's no rush and there's no, you know, guide to being the perfect, you know, employee or perfect student. Like you kind of have to just do what works for you, right? So for me, like, honestly, like I wasn't the best student. I wasn't, you know, the 4.0 GPA with like three majors, like, and I'm still where I am today, right? I still have a successful job and I was able to graduate and everything was fine, right? So you can take me as an example, if you're someone in the same shoes, um, you know, who feels like, oh, like I'm not smart enough. Like I'm never going to get a good job. Like I'm never going to be able to do any of those things. Like you definitely can, but just don't compare yourself to everybody because everyone is different and everyone has different stuff going on for them. Right. So for me, like what really helped was having like WIB and having different things on my resume that I could speak about that weren't just academic, you know? So don't compare yourself. I think just worry about your, you know, your schedule, your path. Um, and honestly, like, it doesn't help for you to compare yourself, right? And instead you should kind of, you know, see what you can leverage from other people. If there's someone who has many, you know, internship opportunities, they're probably not gonna take all of them, right? So reach out to them, ask them like, how can you put me in touch with so-and-so? Like, can you help me get in touch with this recruiter, right? So turn all the negatives into a positive um, in any way you can um, and just, you know, leverage those resources to the best of your ability. Yes, um, lost that. And you spoke about, you know, taking advantage of those resources and really leveraging, leveraging them to help you. So what is your advice for students who are, you know, currently seeking for, you know, internships or different work opportunities? How exactly would you recommend them to do so? Yeah, so my go to what I tell everyone is just apply to everything. Um, even if you think, you know, it may not be the best internship, if you really have the desire to like get an internship experience, anything, 
anything is good, you know? Any experience is good experience, even if it's bad experience, right? Because you you can learn from bad experiences too. I mean, my freshman year internship wasn't the best. I kind of just did like a data entry role, but what did I learn from that, right? Like, okay, like this is not something I want to do in the future. So it's important to learn what you don't like as well. So when you're looking for internships, right? Like right now, everything's virtual, um, you know, do your best to stay on top of like application deadlines, whether you're in like finance where the timelines are pretty structured and really early, or if you're in marketing and they're kind of all over, um, just, you know, keep those things in mind, network with people, network with analysts, like, you know, my year, first year, second year is honestly like even like third years, right? People are super willing to help and willing to talk to you because they were in your shoes at one point. Um, and especially now that everything is virtual, you know, everyone's always on their phones, everyone's always on, you know, email. So it's honestly a better time for you to connect with people. So, you know, apply, do your best, um, you know, make sure you're following up and just just do everything you can, you know. Um, it's, it's never enough, I guess you could say. There's always more you could do. So if you feel like you've done enough, you haven't. Um, and just, you know, keep going until you get what you want. Yeah, I love where you say like, just apply to everything and anything that you can get because that's so true. Like the job that you have in mind, that position that you want might not even give you an offer, but then that position that you applied to that you have no interest in might end up just being your only offer. So now you have something rather than nothing. Yeah. And and a lot of people, you know, a lot of, some people disagree and that's totally okay. But coming from a place where I didn't have much, like I would rather have had something than nothing, you know? And again, like an internship doesn't have to be like, oh, a corporate internship. Like you don't have to work at a bank. You don't have to work at a tech company. You could literally just have like a regular job at like a retail store or like a restaurant and that is something right that is experience and what companies want to see is that you know you're driven and you even if you didn't get this massive internship that you know you were so excited for that you did something with your time and you didn't just say oh well I didn't find anything I like so I'm not going to do anything like that is not a good answer and companies will definitely not like that so if you feel like you know it's COVID and it's been really difficult just do something so whether it's you know taking exams or like excel work um you know excel courses to learn something be better um all of those things are going to be really helpful in interviews next year and going forward you know not for nothing you know like the covid excuse is not going to last long so just i would say you know start taking advantage of everything else that's going on right now there's so much more being offered online there's virtual events virtual seminars go to those things add them to your resume um just do as much as you can because, you know, don't forget, like every single junior, sophomore, freshman is in your same position now. So everyone can say that COVID happened, right? So you just want to just take advantage of all these resources companies are offering and, you know, just just go for it. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I always say, like, every skill that you have is transferable, you might not realize it as you know, you're doing it or like working at that position. But later on, when you go back and reflect, you'll definitely see the impact it has made on you. Um, so that was amazing for, you know, those of, those people who are looking for internships and different job opportunities. And um, so, you know, way back to when we started this episode, you mentioned about your involvement on campus. So I just want to know like advice for those students who don't really know what exactly they're interested in. Like, how should they know what clubs to join and what not to join? What is your advice for that? 
Yeah, I think in the business school, there's so many organizations. So even if you don't know which, you know, which exact like finance organization you want to join or which, you know, Silicon Valley track you want to join, like you don't have to, right? They're, they're great to have, um, you know, even if you want to join just for, just, just to hear about it, right? All these clubs bring in different speakers and different alumni. So that's always great just to like build your awareness and maybe you'll end up liking it, right? But I mean, there are also so many generic organizations like women in business, right? We don't focus on just one major or one, you know, type of job line. Like it's pretty broad. So join those organizations that have flexibility and are doing more than just one thing, right? So, I mean, PBL, FBLA, like all these organizations, I'm sure there's more that I can't think of right now, but I would say go for those first. Um, and then, you know, talk to people, maybe you'll make a friend and they'll be in like, <laughs> it'll be in World to Wall Street and you want to do that. So just, you know, put yourself out there. That's the biggest, you know, thing you can do that will help for yourself. Um, and start early. Like if you're a freshman, go out, go do, do it now, because I know everyone's missing out on that, you know, face-to-face interaction that we would have had if COVID didn't happen. But, you know, when everyone's back and there's events and I mean, so many clubs are doing virtual events, right? I know Web is doing virtual events and you still get to network with people over Zoom. So that's better than nothing. And I think you should definitely, you know, take advantage of what is offered. But if you don't know, I would say start with those broader clubs um, and then kind of go from there. No, right. That's really good. Um, so yeah, that's like with the clubs when you don't know what you want to do, but what if you don't want to know, what if you don't know what you want to do with your academics? Like I know you changed your major, um, but you came in with at least something in mind. There's, you know, students who come into college as undeclared, they have no idea what they want to do. So what advice would you have, you know, to give to a student who's still trying to figure out, you know, their career from an academic point of view? Yeah, I think what really helped me was figuring out what I didn't want to do so I mean I don't know if that's like very common but I kind of was like okay like I know that I can't do math all day long so I like was like I can't do accounting like whether it's math or not you know what I mean like I just kind of narrowed it down I kind of like took a backwards approach what do I not see myself doing um and then I kind of was like okay well you know I could see myself doing something client facing I could see myself you know and and it doesn't even have to be particular right like for me, where, where I'm at right now, um, this program is rotational. So I'm kind of still figuring out like what's perfect for me. Again, like I don't think you're ever going to know until you start working. So you have to start somewhere, right? But like the best way to do that is kind of see like what you absolutely don't see yourself doing um, and then try to narrow it down from there because, you know, you can be a finance major and end up working in accounting. Like you can be a finance major and end up working in supply chain. So at this point, like there's no, you know, one-to-one match on what you're learning and what you're doing in the workforce. So I think kind of just go with something that you're, you know, that is interesting to you. Like finance was interesting to me. Um, so I went with it, but am I really doing like heavy finance every day? I'm not. So you, it's kind of an unknown, right? You're never going to know, but you have to start somewhere. So maybe, you know, my advice would be kind of narrow it down what do you don't want to do? And then kind of have a couple of ideas on what you would like um, and then kind of go accordingly. And then of course there's more you could do, right? You could network with people in specific roles or specific divisions across different companies and see if there's something in common that they all have that you like. Um, And I think, you know, that gives you good insight into what your day-to-day would look like in the job. 
That's wonderful. Karen, you have given us such great advice throughout this whole episode. Um, so just one last question on this topic is, I know you gave so much advice, but I just want to know if there's something that, you know, I didn't cover or specifically ask you about. Um, and if you do have one piece of advice that you would like to give our listeners that you wish that you had received, or, you know, just something you've learned, you know, as you were going through all these processes. I think I would say, you know, don't be afraid of like talking to new people. I, you know, I did kind of closer to the end of my college experience, but it's definitely like really intimidating, right? To like go up to a senior or reach out on LinkedIn or just in general, reaching out to people. (laughs) Um, If you're, you know, I mean, I would say I'm outgoing and I still feel it's intimidating. So, I mean, I think it's definitely hard to like push yourself out of your comfort zone. But I think it's definitely, it can, it it will only benefit you, you know, like there's really nothing dumb you can say, like everyone understands where you are in life. Like you're in a, you're called, you're a college student. So it's fine. Like kind of anything goes when you're a college student. Um, So I would say, you know, like freshman year, sophomore year, especially now that everything's virtual, you kind of are going to need to catch up right really fast when everyone's kind of back into you know, the normal groove of life. So take advantage of the time you have now to like reach out to people. Like you don't even have to get on a call with them. You can email them back and forth, you know, ask questions, attend those webinars. So, I mean, I know I said a lot of those things earlier, but you know, that's what I wish I would have done. I had a lot of friends who weren't like nervous to go and like talk to a random stranger. Um, Obviously be careful, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Like definitely talk to people Um, there's so many networking events, so many people are willing to help you. So take advantage of that, speak to them. And you don't always have to have like super intelligent in-depth questions. It can just be like, oh, like, do you like your job? Like, what is your job? Like, tell me more, right? So don't stress about all those little details. Like, oh, like I'm not smart enough. I don't have good questions. Um, You know, just genuinely follow your interest and just try to learn more because you can almost like never learn enough, right? I mean, business, there's so many different things you can do. So any piece of advice that'll direct you in a way that, you know, you see yourself going in, I think that's always helpful. Yeah, I think that's great because that's like one of the biggest things that we learn in general, being part of the business world and especially um, at the business school here at Rutgers is networking, how important that is because you just never know what connection connects you to what? Like it, it's really just wonderful and also crazy to just think about it like that. Yeah, I mean, it's a small world. So, I mean, Rutgers is a huge school and it's still a small world. So, you know, you never know who can connect you to your, you know, next opportunity, you know, your future boss, like it could be anything. Um, and just, you know, just don't be afraid step, push yourself out of your comfort zone because it seems like really scary at first, but it can only help you. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, so thank you so much for talking to us about, you know, your experiences and really, you know, not shying away and letting us know where, you know, you could have improved and really letting our listeners know, you know, the rights and the wrongs of what they should be doing. So I love that. And I just want to ask you this fun little question. So what is a passion or hobby that you picked up during the pandemic or like something that you want to pick up and want to develop further? Well, I'm kind of a little boring because my basic answer will be I watch a lot of TikToks. Um, And no, I mean, I think just in general, like, like I said before, like, I 
wish I could have traveled a lot. Like I had a lot of travel plans after school. Um, but I mean, I guess what I've started to do is just like literally drive around. Like I love driving. So I've kind of forced some of my friends into driving with me, um, trying new coffee shops, like trying new restaurants, right? Like all those things, like, you know, explore the area you're from. Um, cause I was ready to be up and out and move to New York, but, you know, appreciate the, the people you have around you, the, the space around you. Um, you know, it's always fun to explore. So I did a lot of that and still am, um, a lot of TikTok and <laughs> that's about it. Um, but, you know, I think we're, we're getting there. We're almost back to normal, hopefully. So it's, it's going to be fun. Yes, I love that for you. And I know like your passion for like just driving and, you know, not just going into the city, but traveling in general. So I definitely look forward to all those pictures on your Instagram, <laughs> you traveling, you know, throughout the whole world in these upcoming years. <laughs> yes, hopefully soon. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so thank you so much, Karen, for being on this episode. It was an amazing time to be able to listen to you talk about your experiences at Rutgers and in the work. I've definitely learned a lot from your advice and will 110% keep them in mind. And thank you also to our listeners for tuning in and join us next week with Nikita Malothra where we talk about her experiences in college and in the workforce as well. Thank you.